0: Hi, this is Haley Chura. You usually hear me every Thursday co hosting the Iron Women podcast with Alyssa Gadeski. Current times are anything but usual, and I have a lot of questions. So I created Iron Women podcast mini episodes. I ask women who are endurance athletes and experts in their fields to help me and hopefully help you too by answering a few questions in 15 minutes or less. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hi everyone. This is Haley. Today I'm talking with an amateur triathlete who is no stranger to the top of her age group podium, Katie Aguilar. Katie was planning to race the Ironman world championship this year, but as we all know that race isn't happening. So she changed her plans and threw what she called Katie's 12 hour bike party. The premise of the party was pretty simple. Katie rode her bike as far as she could in 12 hours on a looped course near her home in Atlanta, Georgia. Katie tells me why she decided to throw this unusual kind of party, how it compared to racing an Ironman, and of course, how far she got in 12 hours. As always, thank you to the Ironwoman podcast sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, Orca Sportswear, Gooder Sunglasses, as well as our Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all website links and discount codes in our show notes or at IronwomanPodcast.com. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Katie Aguilar. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Iron Woman podcast. Hi, Haley. Thanks. Good to be here. So I like to start these mini episodes with a quick introduction. So can you tell us who you are and give a brief description of your history in endurance sports? Okay. My name is Katie Aguilar. I started endurance sports, I guess, well,
1: my first triathlon was 2010 with uh, Augusta, and then I just kind of went whole hog into that and did my first Ironman with the inaugural Georgia team in training, and then it just kind of went from there. So I've been at it about 10 years now.
0: And you are a very accomplished triathlete. You've competed in the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii. You had qualified to race in Kona again in 2020, but of course the pandemic has thrown a major wrench in yours and everyone else's race plans so tell me about the challenge that you set up for yourself and you actually just completed yesterday.
1: Yeah. So kind of fallen into some of the endurance cycling uh, and I've enjoyed it. I did a 12 hour race last year with, with a group of friends. And so I was just kind of missing doing something long and the bike just seems the most natural place for me to do it, especially to be able to go out for just a really long time. And so I was like, well, maybe I could just do a 12-hour bike race on my own. And I found a loop that I liked. I talked to my coach, Matthew, and I was like, so what do you think? And he's like, okay. So (laughs) we trained up for it. So it's just kind of, I was missing doing something long. And I just wanted to get out there and just enjoy being outside and enjoy the process of just getting ready for something. So that was
0: what I fell on to decide to do. So you rode for 12 hours straight on a loop. How long was this loop? Uh, It was a 21-mile loop.
1: And so we set the clock 7 a.m. Like the race that I did, it's a 7 a.m. start, 7 p.m. end. So you ride as much as you can in that 12 hours.
0: You mentioned this wasn't your first time doing a 12-hour ride. But I believe your last time doing it was a more organized 12-hour race. You had people. You had a flatter course, I believe. Yeah. How did this do-it-yourself version compare?
1: It was a lot more fun because it was local. And so, you know, a friend, Betty, came out and Ernie and a couple other friends came out and were able to support me when I was tired. I was like, if you want to come out after like six hours or so, it'd be great. And they did, because that's when you get tired and whiny and kind of want to quit, right? So, <laughs> so they were there and you know they just kind of helped me not think about how sore I was getting or if I was tired, and they just cheered me on. And so it was fun to have it somewhere local and just a few friends around to share it with and to enjoy. It was the only word I can think of, and it sounds corny, is community. But yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, so I like that. I mean, there were last time there were It was with a group, but we were all racing, and this was just fun because it was local and it had a good local feel.
0: So it sounds like you rode most of the first part solo, and then maybe you had some company later on?
1: Yeah, I rode, I think, the first six and a half or so hours alone, and then a friend, Tiancia joined me for two laps, and then Ernie joined me for another lap, and then uh, Betty and Chris joined me for the last lap
0: and a little bit more. Do you have the final stats on how many miles you rode and how many feet of climbing?
1: It was a total of like 11 hours, 36 minutes. Like I said, it was 12 hours. Some stop time because you got to refuel and go to the bathroom. And 211 and a half miles and almost 11,000 feet of elevation gain. I mean, it wasn't a whole bunch, but for a small loop, it, it added up. How are you
0: feeling today?
1: Today, I'm feeling pretty good. A little, I always joke and say it's my version of a hangover because you're dehydrated and you just feel like a little bit off that way. So I'm a little bit dehydrated, a little bit sore, but I'll take that hangover.
0: How does it compare to the day after an Ironman? My neck's a
1: lot more sore. I'm not as sore like as achy. It's a more mild sore, but you know, post Ironman, you're more achy, but it's actually, I think it's a little bit harder because it's the same muscles over and over and that repetition. So the actual event was harder, I think for me, because it's at least in, a tri- in an Ironman, you're doing three different sports and you get to change things up. Whereas like with the bike, it's the same muscles over and over and you're just done. But afterwards, it's not as bad because you're just not doing the pounding, I guess, with the marathon.
0: How did it, this course compare with it being a hillier course than your, the previous time you've done this on a flat course? Do you like the hills? Did that help mix it up? Like you said, kind of change up some muscle groups?
1: Yeah, it was good. I, I had practice on this course too. That was another fun thing about having it local. So I knew how to ride it. It was just fun to get into that mental aspect of how to ride a course to ride it aggressively, I guess, but without throwing crazy watts. So that was fun to have a little bit of strategy with riding it, whereas with flat, you're, what was different there was I got to draft as well. Like the first three and a half, four, almost five hours I drafted in the race because we could draft and I didn't draft here. So all my training was alone. And so you just know that that was kind of just like, wow, that's mostly me. I did draft behind TNC for a bit. <laughs> But uh, you know, still, it wasn't. It didn't compare to the draft groups that formed in the other race, and that was, I think, the big changer: is the draft groups and the ability to draft, and you could just tuck behind people and go, versus um, you're going.
0: This was a very pandemic-friendly challenge. It sounds like lots of social distancing, a very, 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 very distant. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that you're calling this Katie's 12 hour ride party. And it, like you mentioned, it ran from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you said that the difference between your elapsed and moving time was only 24 minutes. So how did you manage to keep your stop so short? You are in Georgia. It's hot. You need to refuel. You need to get more water. Did you have like this, like pit crew working for you? Or did you, ha- did you strategize on how you're going in and out of aid? Well,
1: my husband is probably yeah my best pit crew he had stuff waiting for me, um, and we would just keep it moving. Sometimes there's a, there's a little bit of a learning curve, uh, but he's really, really good and really, really supportive about everything. And then uh, Betty and Ernie were helping out, but Carlos was the one who was handing me my food. I did three loops without coming in, and then after that, it was every two to just replenish fluids. And then he just he would have a lot of things ready for me, so I didn't have to wait long.
0: What about mentally? Did you ever just be like, you're coming through there and you're like, oh, I just want to go like lay in the car in the air conditioning. Did that ever happen? No,
1: no, no. Um, the hardest part was just at the beginning alone when you're just kind of like, why am I doing this? And and then when you see a friendly face, it's like I, all those feelings kind of vanished and I just had fun with it.
0: Do you think a 12-hour ride is something that an athlete needs to train for specifically or were you able to do this while still maintaining some triathlon training?
1: I maintained triathlon training. The last couple of weeks, I didn't focus much on the run at all. I'm only swimming twice a week right now anyway. So that was easy to mix in. No, you can mix it in with regular triathlon training. So it just depends what your focus is and what you want to do. But it, it was easy to mix in because you're, I didn't really ride any rides longer than what I did when training for an Ironman anyway it was just a couple of back to back rides. So it was really just the weekend long rides that changed up. So I just lost maybe a run that I would have done otherwise.
0: Are you feeling the buzz of post race, you know, that post race high that you would even in a, a race with a lot of people? You know, it's again, that community. Yeah. I have people
1: congratulating me and just say, and saying I did a good job and, and not that I do it for that, but it's just, it's fun to reach out to people and get to talk to them and and
0: hear that and just just talk with them and get that feeling of a community going. If you had advice for someone who wants to do something like this, did you would you suggest they start with 12 hours? Would you say maybe 6 hours? Do you have advice on like picking a loop or anything like that?
1: Yeah, do with what you want because you can train up for it. It's just what you want to train up for, but I definitely train up for it. I mean, chances are if someone's used to riding long, they could do it without training a whole bunch. It just might not be what they want it to be, you know, as fast or whatever they want it to be, but they can just do it. Pick a distance that sounds like fun to them. That's a good challenge. I would have to say, I mean, there's so many bike challenges
0: out there. Um, and then what was the other part? Anything about a loop that you would suggest, like things that you should look for in the perfect loop.
1: Um, for me, my loop was, it was all right turn. So I was never turning against traffic. For me, that was a big thing. Cause I could have done the loop the other way, but I didn't want to have to be crossing traffic, um, avoid major roads. So I kind of had a semi major road, but amazingly I only had to stop once or twice on that road to cross it. And then, yeah, after that, it's just, you know, kind of, if you want to keep it going and continuous, really minimize, just minimize the stops. So I think there was only like one, two, there were very few stop signs and all, like I said, right turns was the important part.
0: So we mentioned Kona and it's now been moved to October, 2021. How do you feel about postponing a race for a year? And I know that this question, it might be too soon to ask, but are you thinking about any other long ride challenges in the future? Do you have, you caught this bug? So I feel really good. Like when they first sent out the email, I
1: was like, I'm going to just going to defer to October, 2021. I'm really good with that. I think there's a lot of other things going on right now that I am good delaying it. I prefer that option for me. So I was good with it. Other long ride challenges. uh, I'm kind of a dreaming, I got a gravel bike. This has been the year of playing and doing things differently. And I've only done two rides. But I kind of caught the bug and I'm like, I think I want to do a century. And I'm like, did the math, how I can ride and what, and how different it is. I'm like, that'd really be about 10 hours out there. So <laughs> So I kind of want to think about doing a gravel ride. And I was thinking like, I'm not as comfortable on my road bike. So I would want to maybe do a century or more on my actual road bike and get a little bit more comfortable and enjoy that. Other things are on the horizon that I'm kind of leaning towards, but I'm like, oh, we'll see. So there's so much to explore right now that I'm still playing with a lot of ideas.
0: Well, Katie, it sounds like you are making the most of a... Very crazy year, and finding the adventure and using your fitness in different ways that are still very fun and very rewarding. And we are inspired by you. So thank you so much for telling us about this twelve-hour party on your bike that you just had. And congratulations from me and everyone at Iron Women as well. Thank you very much. Savvy Ironwoman podcast listeners probably recognized a few names during Katie's interview, and Katie and I do share a coach in Dynamo Multisports, Matthew Rose. And like I mentioned during the interview, I am really inspired by athletes like Katie who've taken less than perfect situations like major race cancellations and turned them into really interesting opportunities that can be done so close to home. Congrats again to Katie Aguilar on her 211 mile 12 hour bike party. And big thanks to her for being my guest on the show today. I'm Haley Chura and you've been listening to another Iron Woman podcast mini episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Live Feisty Media and is edited by Taylor Mahan Rudolph. Thank you to our sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear, as well as the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com.